The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. I invited Andrew back on again for this Thursday episode. It was inauguration night for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Now, what would you say was a very inspirational song 96 crayons by taylor hollingsworth here you go And you create 
So, man, tell me a little bit about today, man. You're kind of fresh out of surgery. You you were in like, um, really? Okay. Great. That's good news indeed. <laughs> good news. So, comes in small the way I consider like personal injury and like you had to lay out of work is like it's a state of free fall. Yeah. To where, I mean, you and I have like worked since we were old enough to drive. Pretty much. And at the one, started out at the same spot, really. Yeah, That's and it. I mean, we neither one of us really knows what it's like to not have a job, and sometimes we were working two to three jobs. Mm-hmm. And like to be, even though you're hurt, like you're on the you're on the upscale, you're recovering. But like mm-hmm. when I was recovering from my ACL, I was out for like a couple of weeks up to a month, and. It, I didn't even I didn't feel like me till I got back to work. Oh yeah, I know exactly how you feel. <clears throat> and then I thought today too, because I feel great, you know, compared to where I was. But I thought I was talking to Jessica today, and I told her I said, you know, I'm a doctor. Asked me, you know, when I was planning on going back to work, <coughs> like it was up to me, and I was like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and I told him that I, you know, my short term disability through work has already given me a date that i'm approved through and he's like well you know if you feel like you want to go on a fishing trip or something just let me know and we'll, we'll add a little bit to that but i don't really want to have to go through all the trouble of doing all that extending and i'm just gonna go back to work but i still got a, i got a month before i gotta go back so me and jessica was both like wow that's good because i'm not gonna I'm going to be recovering. Like, I'm not going to be out 
riding a dirt bike or wrestling a grizzly bear or I'm gonna be I'm gonna be walking. This is the only exercise I'm gonna do because that's what he told me to do. Yeah, I can only pick up 15 pounds, and he told me not to pick to only pick up 15 pounds until I go back to work. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know, we've uh, I can't jump. I can't. I'll never be able to jump on a trampoline again. Not supposed to. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's like a particular. I believe like that uh, athletes and. Uh, I think it depends on who you are is what kind of surgery you get for some surgeries mm-hmm. is like with mine is they tied my hamstring. Yeah. And that was one of the things on my list of things to never do again in my life. Was that sucks. Jump on a trampoline. I've never been to a trampoline part, but they look fun. Yeah. I've never been either. You know, I always thought about it too. Like, uh, when there's, I was there's leading one in Columbus. Yeah. There's uh, I I think there's one in Tuscaloosa too, but yeah. when I was leading the youth group, I was like, I'm gonna take them to a trampoline park. Yeah, we took a paintball and that was dope. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I want to. Do, I wish I. That was probably that one of the, that, that was probably one of the coolest things I'd ever led. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I wish that talking about paintball. I wish there was an airsoft field somewhere in there. Well, there actually is some in Alabama, but that would be another cool thing to do too: airsoft. Yeah, or paintball, both. Man, you know, with um, I listen to all these different podcasts and like a lot of the, like the different guests that have been on the podcast I listen to lately mm-hmm. have been like these survival type oh. and they're also the type who have like opened up like these different camps to educate people on how to survive or and, and it goes like even how to properly use a firearm like it's just like life skills dude this is so crazy because all day today before my appointment I watch videos on people surviving. I just want to share this little tidbit. There was a guy. Sure, you won't, dude. I love this stuff. The, the, there was a guy who survived 76 days stranded on the ocean in a raft. In a life raft. 70, what did he drink? No, 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 dude. You're not taking this in. Think about this. No, I'm taking it 76 in. 76 days. Now, he had some supplies. Let me tell you how, what, it, what it is. All right, this dude is pretty much... Explain the raft, like life raft? I'm going to get Okay, okay. He starts off, okay, the story starts off... It's like a Bear grill thing where he gets thrown into like a scenario? Yeah. No, 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 this is real life. This this really happened. So it's like that movie with a guy who got his... Mm-hmm. Yes. ...arm lodged in the rock? And he cut it off with a knife, yes. Is this that is, kind of this thing? Is, this is this guy, that kind of thing, yes. What was that called, like 48 hours? What was that called? Uh, Some kind of hour. It's how James Franco was in it. It's how many hours he was lost. Oh in that. yeah, was it thirteen? No, it wasn't thirteen hours. It was more. Than that's that. a different movie. Anyway, let's. I digress. The dude has he's at a point in his life where he's at a, he can start. He's going to start over because he just got a divorce. Okay, he built his own sailboat, and he wants to sail to the Caribbean. I can't remember exactly where he's from, but he wanted to sail to the Caribbean on his sailboat. He gets to go, and I think he gets like a week out, and he done told everybody, of course, you know, that, hey, I'm going to the Caribbean. You're not going to see me for a while. Don't You're not going to hear from me for a while, so don't worry, but I'm going to the Caribbean. And he goes so far, and then the storm starts, and it's kind of rough, but he said he's seen worse. The storm gets worse while he's sleeping, and the boat, while he's sleeping, the boat crashes into something. Don't know what it is. Don't know how, but build up water started sinking. What kind of boat? Like It's a, a sailboat. Okay. A sailboat. And he, it starts sinking quick. So he immediately gets out, gets the life raft, busted open, 
gets in the life raft, but then he's like, wait a minute. Grabs everything he can. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute. No, he's already back in the life. He's in the life raft. The boat's still sinking. And he's like, wait a minute. I need what's in there. So he dives back in there, and it almost kills him because he gets the bag, and then the door shuts, and he, but he gets out. But So he had, I think he had eight, eight pints of water, canned water, survival water. Yeah. He had that, and he had food for about a week. But where he was, it was going to take two weeks to get to where all the shipping uh, boats go through. So, like, I mean, like, geographically, are we talking, like, Pacific, Atlantic? Atlantic. Atlantic. But he has to, to, for him to get, to float that way, to get to where all them boats are, it's going to take him two weeks. So he runs out of food, naturally, within the two weeks. But he has a spear gun. And he starts seeing fish. So he tries to fish and he ends up breaking the spear gun and having to like just stab to catch fish. It takes him like three days to catch one. Did he break the spear gun before he had caught one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was bro- it out of frustration? No, it was just he was using it so much that it broke. Oh. It just was. Uh, it's kind of like, have you seen those uh, 3D printed uh, yes. guns? Mm-hmm. Yes. You can do anything with 3D printer. But they're not effective. I've seen like they call not it. Not too effective, uh, but I can get a lead pipe and shoot a 12 gauge shotgun at you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, nothing. You know, we've, um, and we still got our reload up there, but it's for shotgun shells. But, like, I don't think a lot of people, like, know, you know, with people freaking out about buying firearms, and let's just say, you know how to render a firearm useless? Huh. No bullets. Yeah, true. So if there's no bullets, like, could you make your own 9mm round if you needed to? Do you know how to make a round? I have a reloading kit, yeah. Okay, so you know what goes into it? Mm-hmm. I, you, I might not have... Could like, you do it, like, primitively if you had to? <clears throat> like, yeah, if I got the supply... I had to get a, look, a couple of supplies for certain calibers, but yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about I don't it. Know, I don't know a lot about it, but I know... And that, that's what I was it. thinking about, and I was having this conversation the other day, and I want to get back to where you were going, but um, um, I don't remember... It may have been me and Coop. And uh, he's a, he's a gun guy. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm more of a bow guy. And he said, why is that? You know, <coughs> especially you, you you shoot primitive. You you got the long bow that you made and all that, right? And I said, yeah, I don't use crossbows or any of that compound. Why are you that way? And I said, well, well, think about this. If it was like, let's just say, worst possible odds is like. No power, no water, like everything's out. And we had to survive. I only got so many bullets, but I can make however many arrows I need to. Mm-hmm. I can make a string. I can make a new bow. Yeah. Like the the primitiveness of it is my salvation. And it almost brings it to a uh, firearm being more barbaric at this point. Yeah, well, I was about to say is probably the best thing to do in that was in any kind of situation apocalyptic situation or whatever is use the bow for food hunting food and use the guns for defense. protection yeah yeah and don't like don't use them at all unless you have to you know, absolutely have to have to yeah that's the reason i like a 22 though man very 20- practical I, I got you can get a 22 and i can have a book bag and some cargo pants on or something and have 8,000 rounds on me at any point in time and be ready to go. And I mean, I might not knock you down with one, but it's about being accurate. I don't care who you are if you get in the forehead with a 
22. That's right. You're going down. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do down. anything at that point. <laughs> For sure. Yes, yes. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I have been like on this survival cape for like two or three months in my mind. Is like you need to follow this one channel on YouTube. Then I'll show you later. Yeah, because they it does, well go ahead and give them a name drop. It's, it's, they do, do, they it? do all kind of. Go uh, ahead and share who they are. And let our audience know. But uh, while you're finding that, is uh, you know, where's the fire extinguisher in your home? In the kitchen. You know exactly? Mm-hmm. On the sink. Where's the first aid? First aid is above the refrigerator. Perfect. Same here, man. Is like, uh, that's one thing, like a lot of people really, I don't know if they have or if they're even mindful about it, is, uh, you know, where you're most likely to die is in your own home. Yeah. And so just knowing those little things and like just being a whole lot more mindful about survival uh, and just taking care mm-hmm. you got it pulled up yeah wonder is the name of the channel on youtube uh they have every one of their videos is nothing but people in life threatening situations uh, trying to survive i bet i watched <coughs> i bet i watched i mean and some of them are lengthy well most all of them are at least 40 minutes long so i mean it's yeah it's a lot to invest into but i mean if you're into that kind of stuff and you you're interested in a story like like these, man. There's some crazy stories on there. People making it through some stuff. Yeah. Like it's, it gives them new life, new meaning when they get done, and they all change for the good. And it's. Well, think about that, and then we'll get back to the guy on the raft. Yeah. But is um. Think about everything worthwhile in your life. Is um, it was the, it was the thing that you had to work for, correct? Yes. You, you don't appreciate things that just kind of fell into place. And so when I think about, um, and we're here in rural Alabama for the most part, um, and so it came more natural uh, than if we maybe grew up in like Birmingham or in a big city, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. In Birmingham, not even being that big of a city. It's just the <clears> biggest, big, big biggest city close to here. But... um when I learned how to make a bow, there was a, a part of me that there was this sense of accomplishment that no one could take from me. Mm. And it was knowledge because uh, I'm a very hands-on learner. And mm. then to make a tool that would be able to grant me survival mm. and also defense. Make, make jump feel smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just that. Yeah. And even like just, just small things is like, you know, these little accomplishments in our lives, if you want to say like maybe it was graduating or mm. uh, getting that job that you wanted, whatever, that, that <clears throat> sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Some people like are addicted to that. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think social media is the uh, greatest exception or the greatest <clears throat> example of that dopamine effect is we create a post. And every time someone likes or comments, it's like we get this adrenaline rush to where we can't really keep our phone out of our hands. Mm. And social media knows that. And so they gear mm. that toward us to where every, like, I turn my notifications off. Yeah. But, um, like, I remember at times, like, man, post a picture and you get a, who, 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 who liked it? Who, what? Mm. Who commented? Who said? Who? Man, that's, it's so arbitrary. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <coughs> Uh, you know, too, the hobby, it, hobbies is, you know, 
I think it's all that fuels a lot of it because making a bow in a way is a hobby. Absolutely. And you look at how it's many, a trade. Exactly. Look at how many hobbies and trades there is in the world. A lot of the trades, you know, isn't is in the are necessities, but the hobbies not so much. I mean, you got there's an endless amount of things that you could get. Someone could be find interest in. You know what I'm saying? Like you could look for years on YouTube, mm-hmm. all the different things that you could possibly do. Well, that's right. I mean, just think about this. Is like you know, um, it's funny that you sent me a Shaky Graves video. Mm-hmm. Is I'm getting ready to go buy a. Um, like I got that half drum set right there, but um, have you seen like it's the same one that Shaky Graves used, like the suitcase. Mm-hmm. kick mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go pick one of them up from muscle shows probably this coming weekend right and like to start to and when you know when you sent me that video i was like how ironic because i was like that's actually like what i was about to start working on yeah that's pretty cool though i had never heard them i actually watched a reaction video of a uh, guitar teacher <laughs> yeah guy, i've seen that uh watching he's done like marcus king band uh tyler uh-huh. childers uh colt on the culture wall, all them. He's done all of them. It's funny to watch him react to their playing or their voice or uh-huh. whatever certain thing it is. He's he's Michael Staminopoulos or something like this. Something weird. He's, yeah, but he's good too at guitar because he he'll. What I like watching him for is like if I want to learn a particular song, he'll teach you while he's watching the. He'll tell you if it's the one, the three, the five, mm-hmm. the four, the six. Wherever yeah, because he's goes. very music theory yes. driven, and he's yes, like very. I'm not. <laughs> he's like I would say the guy I've seen these videos. The guy watching is master. Oh yeah, he has a master at music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. At least. Like no doubt. There's no way he doesn't. Not just educational level. That's his. But just that's his, his career. Knowledge. Yeah, it's got to be his career. Yeah, for sure. And if it's not, he I mean, works at Subway. Let's take it there for a second. Is um. I don't really, which I've, I've been on a different drive for like a year and a half, and I'm going to come off of it soon, but I haven't really like learned other people's music in a long time. Yeah. And I found it to be uh, a bit destructive uh, to my own practice mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I'll, I'll get home every day or try to at least pick up the guitar for at least 30 minutes and just mm-hmm. to keep my calluses and to yeah. keep everything and like whatever I'm working on muscle uh, memory you're right yeah to keep everything fresh um but I've only been playing my own material or trying to write for a year and a half solid and um it, it kind of feels like the well is dry mm-hmm. and I like I, I love playing like say anything or covering yeah. like learning blues and mm-hmm. like going to different tunings and um I believe uh, I would say with my guitar ability is like maybe somewhere in the middle, like intermediate mm. skill level. That's what I was about to say is like, uh, therefore, therefore, when you first, I remember when you first told me that, that you wasn't covering other people's songs and you was trying to, and I envied you because I was like, man, I wish I could, you know, not play the same crap over and over every time. And, you know, there's a lot of intermediate players that get stuck in that loop. Mm-hmm. Where they're playing the same stuff over and over every day, they ain't really progressing any, and it's it's not necessarily that they have <clears throat> uh, lost or can't get any better. They've just lost some sort of inspiration to get to another level, to look reach another goal to get to. Yeah, and that's what I want to start doing. Like I've started, I've got a list of five songs that I want to have perfect by this end of this year. That like, was my thing. And I like, started every, small to try to keep myself yeah. from, from failing horribly, but 
And I, th- I think it was Johnny Havard that really taught me that. Is like every time I go down the mobile now, I stay with Johnny. And um, I mean, Johnny just—he's got a great taste in music, and he—he he covers some great songs. Mm-hmm. And last time I went down there, he had like—you got—I uh, thought it was like a laser pointer. It's like red glitter right in the middle of your Columbia shirt, like right mm-hmm. here between your, right there by the logo. I don't know. Kind of just like, is there a laser pointer here? <laughs> oh, but, uh, I'm, I'm I'm on a assassin's hit list. Oh my gosh! Wow, they're good. Yes, I don't know how big he is, <laughs> but I think he's really small. But Johnny had learned how to play um, uh, Nick Shutter's song, um, uh, "Rather Low," mm-hmm. and. That was one of the first things he showed me. Like, I literally showed up in Mobile, grabbed my bags, grabbed my guitar, podcast equipment, got in the apartment, sat down, and he just picked up the guitar and started playing that song. And, like, I love that song. You know, mm-hmm. I've had Nick Shutters on the show, and mm-hmm. I've been really addicted to his music. I find him to be very unique. And uh, lo and behold, Johnny's just got this great cover. Mm-hmm. And that really inspired me. And it... That's what I was about it, to say. it brought me out of that slump, and on the drive home from here to Mobile, as you know, it's four hours, yeah. and I was thinking about that, and I was like, I've tried so hard to just be an original artist that I put myself in a box of my own, and granted, like everything about music or art, I believe, is like, I don't believe you can be completely original, although you can be original. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by that is you're you're going to bring in like SRV, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. bring in all these different styles and genres until you find yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, you got... You but got, then when you find yourself, you're not done because then you'll plateau. Yeah. And that's where I've been is like just at a... To a point to where I don't really even care to pick up the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they're well, you got all the greats that there are, you know, and it's like every one of them's unique in their own way, but they've all inspired so many people. <clears throat> when you're that original, you're a guitar god. You know what I'm saying? Like you're above everything. Well, I mean, else. just think about who they were. And even even by. them, even them had gods before them. That's right. And then God, and you know, he goes all the way back. You know, and I, I realized that. If I am going to do my own music or write my own songs, that I'm going to have to have inspiration from somebody else. And I catch myself all the time playing covers, but playing them different. Um, and then going off of just... That's a step in the right a, direction. Half a rift of what one song is. Sure. And then just building off of that and then just seeing where it goes from there. And that recently this past week there's been four or five songs that i've learned and then kind of broke off into something else and could considerably be something one day i don't know i wrote it down well you know like with just with like writing your own stuff is like i believe this is um nothing has to be concrete and i mean like we were dicking around the other day is like i'm gonna sing a song about possession and uh just immediately started just doing something like this That's not, there's nothing original about that. That is E minor, mm-hmm. bouncing off an F sharp to hop into G, 
and then like walking it back down and so I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to think that we're going to write Alive with the Glory of Love by say anything yeah. and use all these complex chords and mm -hmm. that the world is just going to be blown away. Uh, the, the idea of songwriting, I don't care if you write a song just using G and C. You put work in. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the, it's, it's just like muscle memory. It's like a muscle. Your songwriting, man... Most of everything I wrote right now is just poetry because it has no music. Mm. Because I, I write every day. I might not uh, write music every day, but I, I write words, words every day. Mm. But I, I have to. Like I, it is, It's detrimental to me to express myself daily uh, in some format. Yeah. Um, and I think that's... I don't know what that is. That kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Um, that I have to get something out every day, but I, maybe it's something that I give myself. It's better better out than in. Shrek said that. It's just like a fart, right? It's better out than in. But back to the guy on the raft. <clears throat> yeah. So he had got the stuff out of the boat, watched the boat sink. He's in the lifeboat, right? Yeah. And he makes it to the channel where all the boats are going through that have shipping containers and all that. And he sees his first one, lights flare up, doesn't see him, keeps going. Sees the second one, lights his flare up, ends up seeing like four boats, uses all his flares. None of them see him at all. So he's, Typical movie by that, now. Yeah, that, that hit him hard, you know. Well, then, well think about that. Is um, and this guy was so resilient, and he even said that he surprised himself at how resilient he was to to live, and you know I got to thinking about it, it's like man, like I know I'm not a smart guy at all, but I still <coughs> I know a little bit about a, a good many things, especially when it comes to like being on the water, and fishing, and direction and how to read where you're at. Maybe not so much on the ocean, but you know what I'm saying. Can I ask you something? Yes. Are you good with, like, stars? No, I don't understand it. I don't either. Because they move. So how can you use them all the time? Like, if you, we... If, if, you if, ever if, see them, them, them time-lapse videos with the Earth? Yeah. And then you see the stars moving? That's right. Like, how is that a good form of And then direction? they say, like, the North Star is like, dude, that thing's moving it, with the rest of them. <laughs> It don't make no sense. And I guess they figured out where they move in certain parts of the year. I, I'm or telling you, it's like, you remember the night of like the Bethlehem store? It was yeah. like, mm -hmm. was it like December? No, it might have been November. I don't remember. But, yeah. Um, you know, Jupiter and Saturn was like perfectly aligned. And like what I concluded because I couldn't find it because it was so obvious according to all these pictures I saw. But maybe it wouldn't have been that obvious to me is I think it was still below the tree line. Because I walked out at, at about 6, 6.30, you know, and mm -hmm. the sun had been down for like an hour and was looking for it. And I just looked over it. I just looked over at, there, at her and I was, I'm going to be honest with you is um, I wouldn't know it if I saw it. Yeah. I don't know stars. Do mm -hmm. you know stars? And she's like, I can, I can show you the, the Milky Way. I can show, I was, you can point out a constellation? Said, yeah. I was like, that's pretty dope. And yeah. I was like, 
we're in the country and I've seen the stars all my life and they never made any kind of sense to me. Big Dipper and Little Dipper. I couldn't, I can't do that. Most of them, you can, I don't know what direction to look. I just always look to find it. I don't. It's pretty easy to spot once you realize, once you, once you see what it is, you can. That's probably the problem. Well, you gotta, you gotta think too, like back in, you know, biblical times before, before Bibles wrote, they made characters out of these stars and and gave them names and knew where they was and oh a whole mythology they was, they was bored it was so bored well you had to come up with some kind of or way curious bored or curious i would say both you have to come up with some kind of way to um feed the mind that's right and to make life make sense mm-hmm. and we all try to do that look at where we are man i was uh I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson lately. Yeah, you know him. He's smart. Yeah, he's a smart. Guy. Smart guy. I like that guy. He's a little, he's 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 a little monotone. I like it, but he he's he he don't get excited much. But I do for him because of what he says. But he did. Uh, he's got a, the his podcast is called the Jordan B. Uh, Jordan B. Peterson podcast. But uh, I was listening to his lectures. There's it's two part. Um, it was he was talking about Carl Jung, who learned from Nietzsche and Freud, um, and you know Nietzsche he had to flee uh, away from the Nazis, so he kind of had a crazy thing, and uh, Nietzsche had um, oh a weird take on the Bible and and uh, traditional Christianity, so like his work is very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, they would say that there would be a lot of uh, contradictions within the scripture mm-hmm. uh, which is something i don't agree with and so like that's why i've been listening to them to get a different point of view mm-hmm. to try to figure out what they're talking about but anyway i didn't hear there is with carl young he used the film lion king to break down like a whole lot of psychology in a whole lot of worldview mm-hmm. and so like not to get off on the whole breakdown of lion king but uh, on Pride Rock, mm-hmm. you remember when uh, was it Mufasa Simba, mm-hmm. and the sun was setting, and he, Simba was asking Mufasa about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, everything the light touches. Yeah. What about beyond? And so, like, there's this thing about uh, the sun and light that represents everything that is known, and then there's this thing about the stars and darkness and the moon. Mm-hmm. That represents things unknown, and we as people, um, we will project the unknown into the unknown, and we will give it meaning to try to understand it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think about like astrology is like I don't really get into like the symbols and like yeah Scorpio Aquarius mm-hmm. and all that. And I'm not hating on you if you do, but like I, I think that is just people like crying out to the unknown to try to understand what is unknown yeah searching for something yeah they're they're looking for something yeah I, yeah i've read that one time just to see what mine was i, I don't even know capricorn maybe i don't know i can't remember. i'm a scorpio i don't know what i can't remember i don't even know what that means yeah but um back to the guy on the raft so he gets, <laughs> so he he's floating along, floating along. Boat's been by, they're gone. They ain't seen him, and he, you know, he's worried. You know, it storms again or something, and 
Oh. Could you just imagine like being in a storm that in the middle of the ocean without the cover? Scariest thing. No, I had cover. He, he like made the, a cover. The, no, the raft had a built-in dome. Okay. Over okay. it, so it, and he was halfway covered. He had a little opening, like a little triangle opening. Uh, but on a Tom night, he was sleeping, and the raft just moves. And so he he kind of gets up, and he's and it moves again. Is that a shark? Or yes, well, it's a huge huge shark. It's, oh, it was. Yes, bumping at it. So he takes the spear and he's stabbing the shark, trying to get it to go away, and he gets it in the gill, and it finally swims off and leaves him alone. So many crazy things happened to him because then he he caught another fish, right? And he was sta- you know having to stab him, and when he stabbed it, it broke the tip the the gig on the on the on, mm-hmm. uh, it broke it off right in the fish the fish swam back into the raft and cut the bottom ring oh no so it's like murphy's sp- law on this yeah, guy it's like spewing air out you know and he like he's grabbing it and he's trying to like tie it up tie up because the hole is only like two inches long mm-hmm. and so he was like trying to tie it up and he had, had a way to air it back up and it was still just leaking air everywhere and uh he finally got that fixed and he had with these things i can't remember what they're called but it's like a big uh, blow-up uh pyramid looking thing and what that does is he put salt water in it and the sun would uh turn that water salt water into drinkable water but it took four hours to get like a teaspoon yeah so it wasn't a lot but he had two of them he had three of them and he couldn't get any of them to work so he had to cut one of them open and destroy it to find out how to how it works and he finally got it working but then he only had two so he was getting two teaspoons every every four hours you know starving yes so and but he had fish he was eating the fish and he lost his gig he had another gig no no i'm talking about before that like the fish he caught was big it was big okay dolphin my mahi looking fish okay and so he 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 had that but he eventually ran out of that too because he realized that the way he was floating, I don't, and see, that's another thing. I don't know how in the world he was keeping up where he was. Well, the it, guy had to be like. It showed in the skit he had like a, a map and was like making marks and stuff. But anyway, he realized that, you know, he had no control on where the boat went. Right. He don't the have current, a sail. Current just yeah. tear. And he realized that if he floated so far one way, he was going to get caught in the current and brought right back out to sea. So he was worried about that, and he started trying to drop stuff and or hang stuff to like catch or push against the current or you know, something. I don't know. That dude's thing. smart. Anyway, by this time he's out of food, he's out of water. It's been you know seventy five days, and he's giving up. Oh, and he didn't even he see now me. I'm three weeks in the water. I'm probably close to breaking down. I'm a, I probably drown myself. I, I'm probably I'm and, <laughs> and when I say break down, I'm talking like into tears. You know, this guy didn't cry till like day sixty five. Is when he broke down and started crying and was like, "I ain't gonna make it." I'm like, wow, the resiliency to make it sixty something days and just then to realize you're gonna die. Yeah, like, my lord. That guy has got some heart. He has got some drive in him that I do not I'd have. I'd say I'd have just put my head on the water. Yeah, I, I would let the shark eat me. <laughs> I, I mean, it just blew my mind. That's the reason the story was so interesting to me and why I started watching others. Because 
uh, you know, he made it 76 days. He ended up, what he ended up doing was he floated straight up to an island, to a Caribbean island. Like he saw it was 10 miles away, but he could see it. And some fishermen actually found him. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they come out there with the boat, and he said it was funny because the they was both black. They're in the Caribbean. But some black guy comes up to him, and he's like, what are you doing out here, man? Get in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes him back. Dude weighed 100 pounds when they found him. 100 pounds. He was six foot tall. Jeez. Yeah. Nothing but bones. Yes. Yes. Skeleton, son. But it's fun. it was funny to me after I watched that because, you know, the, all the other ones that I talked about. And to me, that one, like, was the topper. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the number one. So all the other ones, I was like, Psh. Three weeks? You need to talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the there, wrong was, guy. there was some guys that was lost for like four or five days. And I'm like, you need to talk to this guy. Could you even imagine that, though? I, well, see, that... What's the longest you've ever been lost? In, well, in the woods, maybe a day. We got lost... Um, no, no, no. I take that... Yeah, think, think about, day, day think, and and about think about coon hunting. That's what I was about to say. Day and a half, maybe. Let's say... All together. Is, uh, I was, I got, we got lost. It was me and, uh, we actually got separated. Uh, there were four. And then it was a uh, three on one for a long time. But I was one of the three. Mm-hmm. But we, I don't think we would have been lost as long if we weren't looking for the one. Oh, I see. And like, that was my thing before we separated was, we should listen for a road. Mm-hmm. We hear a car. We just walk that direction. Yeah. If we can get to a road, then we might can figure out where we are. We can walk that road till it goes to another road, mm-hmm. and then we might know where we are. Right. Yeah. And that was my thing with always being lost in the woods. Is like, use your peripheral. Mm-hmm. Is listen. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's the only way we got out when we was lost coon hunting. Was we we went in the Channel Bottom and put in on Cody Road, oh, uh, and went went went. We crossed the channel back and forth like twenty times. Went ended up going through a swamp, uh, and then we got into stuff that was so thick it was like seven foot tall, but it was like, you know, your hand and your face thick, so yeah. you couldn't get no sense of direction whatsoever. But we would hear a car in the distance, and we would get a reading with our compass on that, and we would go till we hear another one, and we ended up coming out in Belk. Uh, from Cody Road, <laughs> that's how far we walked. Was a we stopped way. a guy in the, in the. It was like okay, coon hunt. So it's in the middle of the night. Guys, give you all like some kind of an idea, like Cody Road to Belk would, depending on what side, it could span anywhere from ten to four miles. It's on the Kennedy side. Yeah. So it, it's a long way. Yeah. But uh, we stopped a guy in the middle in the middle of the night. It's one thirty two o'clock. I'll never forget it too because. The guy, one of the guys that was with us that had the truck left. He, when we was hunting, he's like, I'm not going any further. I'm going back to the truck, going home. Love that. Right? Guy. And he didn't say he was going home. He said, I'm going back to the truck. What a great guy. So we, and it was like, well, when you get back to the truck, honk the horn, you know, so we'll know you're there. And we never heard it. So well, we get to the, we get to the road and stop the guy and we use his phone to call him and he doesn't answer. End up, he's at home in bed already asleep. Mm-hmm. We had to call one of the guy's girlfriends. There's five of us, okay? She comes to pick us up in a Mitsubishi Eclipse two-door. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Every one of us fit in there. We ruined that car because we was filthy. Y'all went to straight to school that day. I remember that day. Yeah, it, it, was, it was filthy in her car, too. We, 
I was, we was late. I didn't get there like third period. Yeah. Because I had to go home and take a bath. But, but to see them other stories of them people that stay, there was a, a Mexican guy and another guy went on a fishing trip. I mean, but think about that. You know, that was a day and a half. Minuscule to 72 out in the open sea. 76. 76. You're right, yes. That, I just can't fathom it. I just can't fathom it. And like I was, when it said 76 days and they told me. It, it's it like a month, two months and a half. Yeah, and it told me it was 40 minutes long. I was like, man, it's going to go through every day. <laughs> but it didn't. It skipped days. So then that made it even more like, whoa, they just skipped two weeks. <laughs> was he fairly fit before, obviously? <laughs> I guess, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't out of shape or nothing. He was, in, he was in good shape. I mean, he wasn't, he was a very active guy. Yeah. But the guys, the Mexican guys that went on the fishing trip were not. One of them was diabetic. Oh no! Yeah, they was lost for I want to say eighteen days because of the and it was all their fishing guides' fault because. Or and so where were they at? Were they out on the ocean or what? They was they would went off the coast of Mexico somewhere to an island and was fishing around the island. Okay. And when they went to when they got to the island, then the big boat they got in the little boat, and it was just three of them. There was still people left on the big boat, and. Everybody normally fished on the north side of the island, but the guide was like, or the west, east side, and he said, we're going to fish on the west side. There's no uh-huh. fish over here. Well, the main guy who wanted to go didn't catch anything, but his friend caught a bunch, so they was happy with that or whatever. But while, when they started to go back, they realized that they was going the opposite way that they thought the boat was, and the fishing guy was like, hey, we, what are you doing? He said, the boat passed us while we was fishing. So... We it's, it's down here now, and it didn't. And they went till they ran out of gas, pretty oh, much. No. And then they was just stuck on the island, and uh, nobody. I don't know why they didn't come looking for. Them. Oh, he I, he said that the reason they wouldn't come looking for him is because nobody ever fished that side. And I don't guess what? I don't guess they told him told him where they was going or whatever. Anyway, uh, they went went on and on and trying to go climb the island and go uh, certain ways around it because it was the safest ways around it diabetic guy gets within 18 days you know he's delirious he's blood sugar so low he's about gone you know but his friend ended up dying uh had a heart massive heart attack and died and they had to leave him like right there on the beach and they left him and went and ended up getting found by somebody right before he the dude even said that it went from uh okay can i go 10 feet to can I take a step? Like while they was trying to go around, because they had made a raft out of like garbage, and was like using it to hold themselves up and walk in the shallows around because the island was nothing but a rock, so there was no, it was jagged. There was no way they're climbing it, and there's nothing really up there. It's oh, it wasn't like, like a legit island. It's like a lava island, like almost. Like there's not really a lot of flat land, not yeah. a lot of it at no all. No vegetation. Yeah, so they made that raft to help the other guy before he died because he sprained both ankles because he's overweight and uh they had put him on that raft to get him and then they he ended up dying he they he was floating on and the guy said he heard gurgling and he looked back and the dude was like had his hands on the raft but his head was underwater so he had they took him out and like did cpr but he ended up dying he was dead but he he went from being that the guy who survived being diabetic and being you know pretty much out of it it went from can i go 10 feet 
10 more feet to can I take another step? And, you know, I, I got to thinking about when I was in football, when I played football, and, like, during the summer, we'd be doing two days, and it'd be hot, and we'd be pushing that sled around. That sled weighed easy, six, 700 pounds, and I used to be like, man, we got to do it three more times. Can I do it? And I'm like, that would be nothing compared to being, not having nothing to eat and drink for over two weeks and being a diabetic. That's right. Like, whew. That's right. Like, it's still a tough story, but you still ain't got nothing on another guy. topic is the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and so Star Wars I'm a fantasy guy mm-hmm. big Lord of the Ring fan yeah I've been watching some videos on that too and like Harry Potter as well Star Wars kind of lost me with seven eight nine and mm-hmm. Mandalorian here I am boys and girls and Andrew is about to try to correct me 
The Mandalorian, every episode is the same thing back to back. Always do this. I was hoping you wouldn't, but always do it. I agree. <coughs> I, <laughs> I agree. 789 was not the greatest. They should have left it alone. I understand, but you... They making money, and that's all they're. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to entice a new generation, and you know you gotta love it for that. I I gotta love it for that. You ain't gotta love it. I'm just saying. There's no content. You might not be in the generation that it's even made Mark for. Hamill says it's trash. That's what, he's not in the generation it's made for. You might not be, not 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 necessarily physically. But mentally, you might not be in the generation this this is made for. But it's not good. You might not be part of the generation this is made for. If it's made for something, they're going to love it. And they do because it's making a lot of money. So you got to understand. I think they're just milking a cow. You're just getting old, okay? <laughs> you're just getting old. You're older than me. I know it. But physically, yes. Mentally, I'm 13, okay? I'm just saying... it. And and to me and it's different because with me, I have a little cousin, and he's he's thirteen now, but every he's a huge Star Wars fan, dude. He's oh you, yeah, you've I met, met him. him. You I met him. Jay. I met him. Yeah, we, that was the first uh, Mandalorian. I watched yes. it with both of them, and he even made like comments about the episode. He knows a lot about it. He knows a lot more than me, really. Actually, I like pretty having close. those kind of kids pretty, around. Pretty close, you know, pretty close. And that's the reason. Like he, I've always liked Star Wars, but when he brought it to me, and I realized how much he loved it. I was, it kind of like fired me up for it. Again. That's why I like having those folks around yeah. because it helps me understand. Yeah, he it fired me up again, and like I didn't even really have to understand where they was going with the story for me to just enjoy the fact that I'm getting to watch Star Wars. I'm getting to see the ships and the laser beams and the lightsabers. All right, let me pause you right there. Pause. Hey. Everything you just said, I agree with. Except with the idea of there being a story. It's cool to see all that mm-hmm. CGI yeah. Yeah. and all those effects. And to, you know, I love space. I like thinking about space. Yeah, I like seeing it. all that. that. That's, yes. that's, a, that's a big pull for me to watch it. But it's repetitive. There's no plot. And there's no story. And there's so many mistakes in that there is a story to correct me there is a story to it and well not so much with ray because she's not really you know the the part of the skywalker until she claims to be one at the end or whatever uh it must have been when i fell asleep i guess so probably maybe uh but like i said they're just they're they're not made for certain people and disney knows how to sell movies Obviously. They know how to get people to love them and to be obsessed with them. Well, it's the same thing. You could say this. Okay, let's go here for just for a second. It's Disney, Marvel. Is, I haven't seen all the Marvel Universe superhero movies. You know why? Same thing over and over. Different costume, different cape, same thing. Different powers. That makes it unique. I mean, I would. It doesn't make it a unique experience because you know why? 
All right, you have your... Well, if you, you got an origin story now, now those are different than the group movies. I'm not talking about group movies. I'm even talking about origin story. I'm, I'm talking about separation of power and there being different power, but think about this. With all the superhero movies that we got, uh, they pale in comparison to even the cartoons that we used to watch, mm-hmm. and they also pale in comparison to comic books, which should be definitely obvious. Yeah. But here's my you got problem enough, you got enough time for all that. with writing movies. is... Who are they always fighting? Who's who's going to be the antagonist? The antagonist is going to have the opposite power every time. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Think about Iron Man. Who did he fight? First Iron Man. First Iron Man. Another Iron Man. Oh, yeah, another Iron Man, yeah. That's not reverse. That's the same. That's what I'm saying and that happens with every single one of them mm. Marvel is that way DC is not that way but even DC gave in to that you know what I just figured out crap just figured out what there is always a group of people that just want to go against something great and you're part of that group what do you call those hipsters you do th- no you just you do this if it's not your idea, you just don't like it. Okay? That's the way you are. And you know what? It's okay. I still love you. But hey, Marvel's good. Disney's good. Let me tell you how Marvel's better than DC. It's because Marvel did origin stories. You fell in love with each character. And then you're telling me you're going to have an all-star game? And they're all going to be in it? Oh, of course I want to watch it. I want to be the first. DC went straight to Justice League. Batman, Superman, Justice League. No Wonder Woman story. No uh, Aquaman. No Flash. Well, you, Warner, had Fla- you had the Flash show. Warner, Warner Brothers screwed that up. If they would have done it correctly, they would have taken their time. But like, I think it was sped up. And I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying I'm a DC boy. I just, I'm just saying that I connect with the darkness mm-hmm. and with the actual. There's more. The, DC has a whole lot more to offer, offer than Marvel, in my opinion. DC is a lot darker. They have darker stories. Yeah. It's, it's and as an adult, I connect there. I'm hoping that when we're in our fifties, they redo the D, DC thing. But I'll, I'll tell you this: is right. um, there's a paradox within uh, the Civil War movie mm-hmm. with uh, Marvel mm-hmm. I'm an Iron Man guy yep like Iron Man the first one which started the MC Marvel 2000, Universe 2008 2007 2008 yeah that is still to this day my favorite superhero movie that's one of the best The Godfather yeah it really is um, but did you know in Civil War that there is a uh, ideologue running through the scheme between if you sided with Iron Man or if you sided with Captain America. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gave plot mm-hmm. to your ideology when it came to everything that happened this past year in the year 2020, mm-hmm. which I will not get involved in, but like there's a paradox there. Yeah. That if you chose one side... This was the crowd that you belonged to, and if you chose the other, that it's was the side that you belonged to. Mm-hmm. When, and during that movie, I looked at it as like, well, you know, both of them make sense, kind of. But I don't know who to pick. 
I was worried that that one they was gonna follow the comic book and kill Captain America off. I'm glad they didn't. <clears throat> but in the comic book, he dies in Civil War. So I was looking forward to, but I'm glad it didn't. And it would have never worked out, you know, because he had to be there. Probably. Yeah. All right, but so we got to get back you, to Mandalorian. What do, you, what do you hate so much about that? I mean, guess. And then it had a story or a punt. It's got a story. And I think it's cool enough to where even if it's a simple task, the journey there is what's important. It's not the, the what you're going to. It's what you see while you're on the way. And it's the and it's the and you got to bring the factor in that it's Star Wars. So you got spaceships, you got space travel, hyperdrive, laser beams, and but then you got a new character that is alive when Luke and them are alive. I'm overcritical of what I give my time to. Mm. I, I, well, and it's a good thing to be that way. No, it's not. Well, because but you, you don't waste me. your time. That's. That's my point. Yeah, is watch I that. watched three episodes of The Mandalorian, and you may say, and invite me over to your home, and I'll watch some more with you. Like, I will watch that with you, and I will yes. enjoy it with you. Yes. Because the the visual effects and the nostalgia mm-hmm. and everything that goes on on the picture is good. But when I go home and I think about it before I go to bed, is there's nothing worth thinking about. Mm. Does that make sense? I guess there wasn't yeah. there wasn't a story, there wasn't a lesson, there was nothing to be, there's nothing to get. It was it was purely entertainment. Yes. So you're being over gluttonous of what you want. Maybe you're satisfied and searching for more, which is why you should keep watching it because it'll feed you. It just feeds entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you, what's your point in going into it? Were you, you going to be... Going into it? I watched the first episode with you. No, I'm saying, like, are you are you wanting to be entertained? I don't watch TV. You know that. I'm, no, I'm saying, like, going into it, you saying... I watched one episode of you, and I was curious to see more, so I asked a buddy if I could borrow a Disney Plus account, and I watched a couple more episodes, and I was... This is not worth my time. But you watched three episodes, right? Yeah. There's two seasons, right? How many shows can you if you can't, name name, if, name five shows name five shows that wasn't slow in the first season and a half or at least the first half of the first season name five shows that wasn't like that the office the office was slow it was slow I was so bored during that in the first couple of episodes but, but I knew it was a good show and I kept going and I was immediately entertained but that that's some my, of it was that's my comedy though. some of it was some of it was entertaining but it wasn't like a, I'm gonna sit here and watch it till every second. You know, it's kind of like you could you could you could tell when something was about to be funny, and it was when Michael Scott was coming. Yeah. That's when I watched. Yeah. That's when I when I he come in the screen. That's the reason seven and or eight and wait seven and eight seven eight eight nine whichever one it was. I think it was eight nine when he wasn't in it. I didn't. I hated it. I mean, it was it was it was fun. Robert California was good. I did like James Spader. He is a great actor, and he is great in the Blacklist too. I have been watching. I have wasted a lot of hours. That's the thing about it. It's like I've never really watched a lot of shows. So you like name five shows? I I would never have watched this. Okay, many. Trailer Park Boys. If I wouldn't have Rick been and in this Morty, I wouldn't watch this much. Letter Kenny. These are shows that I've watched in entirety, and this is like Dragon t- Ball. That counts. That's entertainment. He was addicted. All of us was. 
Yes, that 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 sub five right there. Mm-hmm. So the office, Letterkenny, Trailer Park Boys, Rick and Morty, Matt, dude. Trailer Park Boys was very low production first company, and that see now that but it be, was dope and it was better at the beginning. It it, the, it the, got progressively the, the, worse. The story and and the plots was yes, and and the and the the content of the script and stuff like that. But production stuff sometimes can be towards an eyesore to some people, and it can. But you were asking my opinion. Yeah, I know. I, know. And I gave you. Well, that's but I, the point I'm proving is right here is there's no way. That you can have something made that's gonna fit you perfectly, you have to explore it to learn what it is truly. To un- to but appreciate I was just answering it. your original question is like why didn't you like it? And I told you it was like it was boring, and it it does not have a story. But you also said it was entertaining. It is entertaining. How is that boring? It boring in the fact of it like not going anywhere. Mm, I see, so. If it's boring, that means you could predict it, right? Yes. So tell me what happens. What do you mean, what happens? Tell me what happens. If you know the story, you know the plot, tell me what happens. Well, okay. Let's start in episode four. He's going to get a bounty. He's got to protect the baby. <laughs> He's going to get the bounty. He's going to have trouble protecting the baby, but in the end, the baby's going to be protected and he'll get the bounty. You know what? I don't know exactly because I don't know the name of the episode, but you're probably right. But not all of them are. That's like what it. I'm saying. But let me tell you That's something. What I'm, but, saying. What I'm, t- I'm trying. I'm trying not to spoil it for you, but I'm telling you, not all of them are like that. Okay. That ends. So you can't rely on. And Jessica does it all the time. She'll well, not all the time, but she'll re- watch something a couple of times and and be like, I don't know if I like it, but I'll tell her, you know, hey, just keep watching it. You'll, you'll like it, and she ends up loving it. You just got, I'm just saying, I know that a lot of people have a lot of time, not a lot, not a lot of time on their schedules anyway, so they can't invest in, into stuff like I have here recently because I've had nothing to do. Now, I'm not giving an excuse to anything, but let me, let me tell you this. Is what, like I'm, the, what, I, what I'm saying is though, my perception, my perspective of it is probably altered from a normal person. Because I've had nothing to do but geek out on Star Wars. No, I don't think it. I don't think it's like. I think I'm abnormal here, like because everybody raves and I mean, everybody shares memes from that show and everybody yeah. talks about that show and everybody has little trinkets everybody, from that show. Everybody loves Baby Yoda. Yeah, Grogu. Grogu. That's right. So, but like, tell you this is. Um, I was a huge fan of The Witcher. You know, I played all the games, and I've really enjoyed it. Now. With the TV show. I haven't watched that yet. I watched that twice. Is that good? If you watched it twice, it has to be. It's not good. Why did... What? You're so hypocritical. No. <laughs> Make up your mind. Do you want to watch it or not? No. I watched it the first time. Yeah. And I thought that they'd done a good job with story. Uh-huh. And I watched it a second time. And I hated the CGI. I hated the effects. It didn't have a story. And everything felt exactly the same. And then I was like, I don't care about season two. Because the writing was trash. Why would you think it was good one time and bad the next? Because the first time I approached it as a fan. Okay. And then when I went in you the second time. You excited about it. Yes. The first time. And then I, when I went back in to be critical, it wasn't good. Yeah. 
I do the same thing with music. That's why I rent, rate, and rave about like some musicians, and then some I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, one thing I just thought about with the Mandalorian too that I think I like so much about it is, me and you both played. Uh, Every Star Wars game probably ever, you know. Jedi Fallen Order is the one in particular, uh, which is the best one I've played. Uh, I've wanted, Knights of the Old Republic was the best. I wanted to play the Force. It was like Unleashed. original Xbox, maybe like PS2. That they, yeah. that game was the best Star Wars game ever made. They they made it again. It didn't hold up. Yeah, I wanted to play. I want to play the Force Unleashed one and two. Because it tells a different storyline. They're not good, person. though. They're not even fun to play. They're fun to watch, because I've watched the, the cutscenes of a lot of Dude, them. Dude, I, I got a copy of that game. The story of the story. I brought it, it home, well. I turned it on, and I played it for five minutes, and I put it back in the box, and I took it right back. Boy, I tell you. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm critical on what I'll give my time to, man. Boy, I tell you. I don't know. The reason I was so interested in it is because I'm a fan of it, and it's 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 Let intertwining. Me, you side get too stories. powerful too quick. That is the problem with that game. With Force yeah. Unleashed, mm-hmm. do you know how like? Well, he's already a bad guy. Star Killer is like one of the strongest ones. But check this out. He beats Darth Vader. What makes like my appeal to Dark Souls? Why I love that game so much is like you have to work for everything. You're immediately good yeah. in Force Unleashed. Challenge. I There's, understand that. And even turning the difficulty up is not it doesn't do much. Yeah. Well talking the Jedi game, you know how you, you level up that way too. And uh it's not I don't think it would be as easy. It ain't is it as easy to level up on that one as it is Force Unleashed? You don't think so? No, the Force Unleashed, it moves like, it's not like open world. It's kind of kind of like levels. Okay, so it's... Uh, Chapters. Li- linear. Yeah, it's a very linear story. Mm-hmm. And things unlock. But if you're any good with the sticks, everything that you have is already too much. Mm-hmm. And when you get a new Force and you learn how to use that, it's like you break the game almost. Mm-hmm. Now, on the second one, they made a, they may have corrected that. That was just that was just a problem that I had. There's been a lot of games like that. There was a, a really good idea. There was this old game. It was called... Um, me and Sid played it all the time. I don't really remember the name of it, but like you had a... I, I want to say it was called like Whiplash. It was like this really cheesy PvP game. Mm-hmm. It had a it had a campaign, but the story sucked. But the but the multiplayer was like really good, mm-hmm. and everything was so cheesy, and you had I think it was called Whiplash or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we we played that game for hours. We played it like we put Halo down to play that, and I remember just having a lot of fun with that. And it kind of goes back to this kind of same idea. Was it was just so easy to be good at multiplayer that it almost felt like he was cheating. Yeah. I wonder, hang on, I'm going to look something up real quick. (coughs) I was wondering what the rating of Force Unleashed was. 
Should be M. It might be T. It's T. Because I know that some games that you would think they they that could target older generation gamers, uh, they naturally rate them worse because the game's either harder or more gorish or yeah something like that. And then you would think the childish the the lower lower rating would be easier because you got kids playing. You know, that's why I like. You know, with everything you've been sending me on Snapchat today, making me jealous as all get yes. out, nostalgia. is like the, the archive Dude. of nostalgia, nostalgia. Is on the Super Nintendo. I um, I've got three of them. Do you want one? No, I've I've got one. It's up at my brother's. But um, I remember playing like you know Super Mario and Donkey Kong and two, three. And then getting that N64 and then finding The Legend of Zelda. I got two. And that game literally changed my life because that was a game, I started playing it when I was, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old. I don't exactly remember the timeline. Mm. Might have been younger, a little bit older. I don't know. But I could only get so far because I wasn't smart enough to comprehend what I needed to do. Yeah. And then I would have to put it down and come back. And that was something that I found about it. And that was what I was telling you about. I eventually beat The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. but I never beat Majora's Mask. That was I a... I got that one. And I was older because that game came out later. But I got to like the third temple and I wasn't... Um, my mind couldn't comprehend how to beat it. Mm-hmm. And so one Saturday, man, like we need to bring the Super Nintendo. I want to see if I can beat it in a day. I want to do like a dry run on it. Okay. I got the uh, the mask of Majora. Yeah, I got that one, and the other one is the Legend of Sakurai Time. Yeah. I saw both mm-hmm. copies. Both of those games are probably the two of, I mean, with the exception of like Golden Hour with Friends, you know. Yeah, have you ever played Turok? That was so dope on there, and I you got, know they tried to Turok remake 3. it on the Xbox, and yeah, it just it, wasn't it the wasn't same. Good, no. And see, my uncle had that had the N sixty four when I was younger. A little kid, and I played with him. I went over there to my grandma's house, and he would be there, and I would play. Uh, he's one of the reasons I like gaming so much. Him and my dad both. Yeah. But, uh, he had Turok, and when he first got it, he immediately got the cheat code for it. <laughs> and I still remember it to this day. It's Beware Oblivion is at Hand. You tap that in, and you can die. But, man, you got, you got every weapon. That, <laughs> and it's, it's just, and I don't know. It, it's fun. I'm the kind of guy where... I want to have fun. I want it to be a challenge, but I don't want it to be like dark freaking souls. I want to be able to actually accomplish something and not saying it can't be done. I'm saying I can't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. saying I've seen you do it. I know it can be done. I've watched other people do it, but y'all have a different gene in you that pushes you for stuff like that. And I, my gene is lazy and, <laughs> and, and my genes got holes in them. And, and they're faded. Man, Dark Souls is not hard. For you, yes. For me. Man, I could... I not not necessarily I couldn't do it. I can't, like... No. I could accomplish it. No. But mentally, I cannot do no, it. No, I'm saying, like, you come over here with your Xbox, you get Dark Souls 3, you and I, I will walk you through it. We'll beat it in six hours. Okay. I'm off for a month, so yeah, I'm on. I'm telling you, look, look, I'll go it, buy it because I don't have it. It's it's all about 
Do you have it for? Do you have it? Yeah, I've got it on that. Yeah, it's on my account. I'll just pull my account up. Hey, I bought it yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I'm telling you, is it's the approach. Mm-hmm. You like with dart. You had to think about every move you make. It's like playing solitaire. Mm-hmm. Only you have to turn it to where. You know how you can turn like the cards you get to go through. Yep. You can turn that off to where you only get one go. Mm-hmm. That's Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And so every move has to be calculated. And what like when you step into a game like that is like you have to when you turn it on you have to be in the right state of mind to play it and you have to think about every move you make mm-hmm. and if you need to go back and train up a little bit or if you need to go harvest or if you need to explore you should it's a game you should take your time but i've i beat one two and three so many times like i could beat it in four hours yeah I don't see. Me I don't. I don't I, like. I don't even need to level. Like, I could be a level one and defeat the hardest boss. You know, you you should know more than anybody from playing Borderlands with me one and two that I run into the room. Dude, that used to be my jam, wasn't it? <laughs> I run into the room just to shoot. I don't care how many bullets or missiles is going by my head. I always I like just playing. go in there and I'm like, hey, here I am. Here's yeah. Johnny. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Andrew, um, he was he was the... Um, berserker. The definition of a berserker when it came to no, Borderlands or any character. kind of game like that. Like, I like playing shooters with him because I can sit back and like do all the cynical and thought-out plots that I have in my mind for the mission. Mm-hmm. And then I have Andrew exposing everybody. Yep. And even if we fail... Just we'll, call me the bird dog. Yeah. That was exactly what it was. So, like, beating games like Borderlands and, like, Call of Duty and any game where Andrew could put him... He doesn't like a... It has to be first person. He can't oh, do a third person. No, and, like, Halo, all them games. Every one of them. But, like, like I could always count on Andrew to be, like, bait, and I would switch. That's the reason my gamer score and my uh, kill score, kill to death ratio is always horrible. But mine was Yours prime. Was good. You and Turd Ferguson used to run. Do you remember the like back when like buying gamer tags was a thing? Do you remember that? Uh-uh. Like pe- like there were these people, and I had a you know my gamer score was like dope. Mm-hmm. But um, it was back 2010, back when you know like having a good gamer score was like a really big deal, and you mm-hmm. wanted to have really good stats. I had a guy offer me $300 for my gamer tag. Wow. Did you say, why didn't you sell it? That's $300. Because I was fucking balling on it at the time. Make another one. (laughs) Do it again. Sell it again. I was like, no, you ain't business. I ain't done balling on this one. I understand. understand. You know, I thought I was going to be a gamer, though. We all did, didn't we? Yeah. I told you all that, though, about the gaming and the Jedi thing. You know how you level up, and it's, it's fun to, for me, for me, to go through a game and being able to upgrade stuff and do different things to what you have on you uh, as far as a weapon or uh, protection or whatever. You're in describing the, Dark Souls. In the Mandalorian show. Well, see, then then maybe you can relate to this. In the Mandalorian show at the beginning, his armor's crap. Yeah, and he gets a new pauldron and, he, and he a get, new... He gets more uh, 
um, Berserker or Berserker Berserker or something. Yeah, he gets better Whatever. equipment each episode. Yeah, metal, and he builds to it and adds to it and ends up being this you ain't gonna mess with him kind of guy and that just is that's cool to me and then the end's amazing i'm not telling you you're gonna watch it but the end the ending because it's the ending but it's not because it's just another chapter like there's no way the second season can be like the first season but you still got the same characters and that to me and then the fact that there's so many star wars side things that tie into the main storyline but even before seven eight nine because mandalorian's before them that timeline's before seven eight nine luke is still uh luke has luke and them have defeated darth but he's still young he's not old and then but you got there and then even the jedi game that's in between three and four and to me to, to tie it in to know that, okay, I knew what part, what was going on in this part of the war. But now, this over here had to happen just so this would happen before all this happened. It needed, you see to, be, what I'm saying? It needed to be written better. It, it probably could have, but there's so much to it that it's, there's so much to it and so much content as far as characters. Because, like, I believe the, the falling in love with people the, that you can, it, it, it's easy for people, to, it's easy to sell. People fall in love with it quick. Because you, you, you're adding new characters, but they know the characters they love are there somewhere, too. So it's like you're adding, you're it's like putting gravy on potatoes. No, I get that. Like, yeah. all, all that special is like, I just want it to be done better. Is, well, maybe. Star Wars, like, even Lord of the Rings, they could do a spinoff of Lord of the Rings. Like, um, I was so disappointed with Jackson when he done The Hobbit. He, he did The Hobbit poorly. I, I know he wanted to make it a trilogy just like Lord of the Rings and all this and that, but The Hobbit was a children's film, and like there's a cartoon version that I have in my DVD collection mm-hmm. that is uh, the best Hobbit. I mean, it, it's literally the book and That's the cartoon. I'm glad I haven't read them books. I've just watched them because I love them. Like, there, was, there were so many issues and problems with the film, and... Everything that he wanted to do, he could have done it just in a different way. But I understand that he was trying to draw like I think that's the part of like film and everything now is like trying to draw different audiences to be able to enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. there was a uh, dwarf elf love scene that would not happen. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing. Yeah, and, and I understand that. But yeah, and like the, the legless being there, that's totally possible. But that didn't ha- you didn't need that. That was that was just a character draw. Yeah. Our audience. Yeah, that's exactly it. Them. And so, like... That's your moneymaker. You could do an offshoot of Lord of the Rings, and, like, they've threatened it. They've threatened it a lot. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you could do... Because uh, they were in the third age with Lord of the Rings. Uh, Hobbit is, like, first or second age. I can't mm-hmm. remember right now. But, like, you could totally do a whole TV show on the second age. Could you? <laughs> That'd be Dude, pretty cool. Tolkien dedicated his entire life to Middle Earth. He developed the languages. He developed the entire world. He de- developed all the species. He developed uh, even the historiography of how everything happened. It's, yes, it's totally possible. Like you, like I would be afraid for them to do it. You know why? They screwed up. Yeah, 
Exactly. You would like it. <laughs> It'd be another thing you didn't like. <laughs> but like, if you would take your time and just just do it right, it's hard to do though, man. Because you're talking about a book. Yeah, but I'm what, not. I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about a book. I'm talking about a books. I'm talking about like, dude. There's like over twenty books just about Middle Earth. See, that's a lot to be putting in. You already don't like long movies. <laughs> I'm not saying make a movie. I'm saying oh, you could, you could make. Yeah, that's where you, TV series. You could are. make a TV series, and it could have like ten. And you could totally take your time. That's what I'm telling yeah, you. That that's the. I think that's why TV shows kind of have trumped. Uh, movies now because really because uh, movie theaters are out of damn yeah. business right now on that too but still you got to look at Netflix Netflix is there's so many shows compared to movies uh, I would there. love to see like how many drops left Netflix to go to Peacock after The Office left I don't know probably a lot or maybe they just they I, just got both you know I hadn't I had never watched it till this past year and I had to hurry up and finish it before December 31st, or I wasn't going to get to. I ended up... I'm glad you finally watched it. It's good. Yeah, it it's is. Good. It's really good. It made me It made me uh, appreciate Jane Spader in 7 and 8. I take our, I mean, 8 and 9. It, and that's one thing that I think Netflix spied on me and saw that. And then Blacklist was next up that popped up as a <laughs> rec, uh, recommendation. They do. And your your I, I, social I, media, your 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 cell phone, everything does. It listens and it yeah. spies on you. And now I'm like when I'm you well, uh, I'm well off into the. Let's just say now. that I was playing um, solitaire on my phone right now. Right, it's like my little camera is going to be looking at me, and when the ads pop up, they're looking to see if mm-hmm. I like it or not, and then I can see like how the ads pander. You know, Even on Facebook, it's mm-hmm. like you know what lately is. Um, before I bought this music equipment, no, I didn't use Amazon. Um, you know what would pop up on my social media? What? Music equipment, like all this, like the new mic and everything mm-hmm. that I've ordered. I've showed you all the different yeah. stuff I've ordered. Yeah. Well, that would all pop up on my Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We know they're listening. Yeah. It's listening. Sometimes, right now. sometimes I'll see something. And, and now it's like I said, like. You know, the suitcase drum I'm going to get? Yeah. Dude, on Facebook Marketplace, that's all I see is like, these are the suitcase drums in your area. And I was like, I already know my buyer. I already know where I'm going to go. I'm picking it up soon. Leave me alone. (laughs) Sometimes I'll see something. I don't need you. (laughs) Sometimes I'll see something and then I'll forget what it was and can't find it again. So I'll be like talking about it. So maybe my phone will bring it back up again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. that's, That's definitely a good idea. It has. Um, I, I haven't proved that theory that it worked, but yeah, and that's like one day. I'm gonna say this in close. We need to get out of here. It's- so vast and wild 
synapse snapped in your back. Flesh, blood, and wine. I feel like I have been around here before. Deja vu, waking up on the bathroom floor. I've seen hell, and I've seen God, and I'm just fine. With leaving the both of them behind, fall asleep in your mind for the rest of eternity. Fall asleep in your mind I like to stay there permanently This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.